The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. Welcome to Fightful's List and your boy for June 21st. 2023 we got a lot to talk about i won't be here next week i'm heading to london so i'll be i'll be off running around trying to adjust to the time there you know Sean Ross at, you know something yeah. so years what? ago i used to work with a guy and i'm not going to say his name but his last name started with a p and people used to call him ptp yeah tom part- peckerhead i remember him yeah that's it no ptp for part-time and then his last name right ptp you yeah. were becoming part-time. Snack. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not going to go film all day Wednesday. I'm definitely not doing media Friday morning, which will be like 3 a.m. my time is when I'll be doing media there. Um, I, I'm definitely not going to cover SmackDown and get us millions of more social media views. I'm definitely not covering anything with Money in the Bank at all. None of that next week. Going to London is just, it's painful. It's painful. It is. I would much rather be sitting in Lexington, Kentucky than London, England, without a you doubt. Wouldn't. You wouldn't. You absolutely I guarantee would you I would. Guarantee once you're, you I once would. Once you're there, you're going to like, are you going to go to a soccer game while you're there? No, absolutely not. No? No. It's a fun experience. You should give it a shot. No, I'm, I'm going, I'm doing enough other things. But guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. If you haven't checked it out, I interviewed Brian Zane. Uh, did really good numbers. I'm glad you all were checking it out. Also, we're into the shorts game. We've got a whole lot of shorts up on our YouTube now as well. We've got contests running on my Twitter. Go over there, retweet those, share them on Facebook, all that good stuff for additional entries we got an interview with Nova dropping this week, which he does not do a lot of interviews at all. And uh, I was at Squared Circle Expo, and I knew that he didn't do a lot of interviews because I had asked him years ago because his shoot interview was one of my favorite that I've ever seen. I interviewed Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie put in a good word, and uh, he said, hey, let's do one. And, and we we made friends over that. So check that out this, this Friday, hoping to do one much longer length. But most importantly, Jimmy, do I get to expense red season tickets now that they're good? Do you remember my Nova story, Sean? Do you remember when I told you my Nova story? No, I remember when I was supposed to be able to expense Bengals season tickets during my current deal, and I didn't. I bought them myself, and I didn't, Jimmy. Look so at my ticket sacrifices being made right here by me. Everybody hears it on the air. Sacrifices. So my Nova story. So years ago, I booked Nova for a couple of shows. Yeah. And uh, and I had it all worked out. He was, I think Showtime Eric Young was one of the matches, I think. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and you know, he's good to go. And he comes in. And as soon as he comes in, you know what he told me? He said, exactly. I got to, I got to try out with New York next week. And that ended oh, up man. being, that ended up being the Simon Dean character that he got, that he got. So because he had the tryout, he didn't want to get hurt. He would not take one bump. He wouldn't take <laughs> one bump. And I remember watching the match thinking, man, this is the drizzling shits. But I understood. I understood, but it still didn't make it any better. But I understood. It was just one of those. Wish I wish I would have known that before. I would have I would have buried him for that. I, uh, I'm sure he doesn't remember. It's 20, 22 years yeah. ago. Yeah. He's so. man, he's a brilliant guy. He really is. Like he set up his life outside of wrestling, and that's something that he wants to kind of put out there for the world. But what I want to put out there for the world, guys. Uh, leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. I can't tell you how important that is. We are past 91,000 subscribers. I've definitely noticed with the contests and with shorts that has exploded an awful lot. I want to get to 100,000 this year so bad. That is a personal goal for me. I'd always love to get back to nine, 10,000 on select and all that. But uh, YouTube is really where I started a lot of this. I mean, the first thing on Fightful was a YouTube live stream. So I hit. 100,000. But if you're here, you want your question, your statement read on the air, uh, donate a super chat, donate a humper chat. I'm, I'm pushing and prodding Jimmy every week. Let's do more super chats. Let's do more humper chats. So uh, I'm just saying, if y'all give us a lot of money, Jimmy will just he'll have his hand forced. Jimmy wants to force his agendas on everybody. He's trying to force <laughs> his lifestyle on everybody is what he's trying to do. My lifestyle. I want everybody to wear $20 shoes. You know something, Sean? I got news for you, Sean. I have upgraded. I, care. <laughs> I have oh. upgraded. I've upgraded from twenty dollars lugs to sixty dollars Skechers. Really? Yes, because you're going full Tony Romo here. Oh, is that really? He's a big yeah. fan. Skechers are very comfortable. You slip them on. So I I have upgraded from twenty dollars lugs to sixty dollars Skechers. So good I I res so Tony Romo has the Skechers sponsorship deal, and it's like there is nothing more that I believe than that Tony Romo in retirement wears Skechers. Like, I fully believe that. Also, a brilliant guy. He was, you know, middle-of-the-road quarterback for the most famous team in the country for a long time. Got his back injury, lost his job to a much younger quarterback, uh, arguably better quarterback. Could have played still and made millions of dollars. He's like, no, I'm going to become a broadcaster. Now gets paid more than what he did in the NFL. Good for him. Good that's, for him. That's the dream right there. I, I got to find some sucker in eight years that'll pay me more than what Jimmy uh, has me worked out to make at Fightful just to look into a camera. Yes, because yes, Sean is on food stamps. So, I am. Uh, so I have been before. To, yeah. I was back I, in the really? day. I, I, I legitimately, that. right before Fightful, I was. And you can do the math to where the hell I was working then. But um, there you hmm. go. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Bolton says in AEW really enjoying uh, Blue Sky or Sky Blue rather. Uh, she's made huge improvements over the last few months. And WWE Maxine Dupree added to Alpha Academy has refreshed them and is a very fun, entertaining storyline. It is. I really, really think that Maxine singlet thing that's a cool look. I love and it. And Sky Blue, man, Sky Blue is she's just doing it, man. She keeps getting better. She understands how to work social media. She got, they, they booked her in Chicago, uh, which is a good idea to do. And you got to get her the right, the, the right opponent, right situation. I thought how they booked the main or that the, the finish of that match was brilliant. Tony didn't take the pin because she's the champ. Ruby did. Willow had to do something to look strong because she is a champion. 
and Sky Blue gets the pin in her hometown. Really thought that was Sky great. Blue's got a good look. She's got a good look. Yeah. And uh, and so she's got uh, good potential. You know, watching Raw on, on Monday night, because this ties into what uh, that person just said. I couldn't help but smile when I was watching Chad Gable. Because here is a guy who supposedly, the knock on him, right? Great in the ring, no personality. That was the knock on him. And look at him. He is a complete package. He is one of my favorites to watch. And, uh, you know, just like what, what that person said, I love that they pivoted. Instead of having Maxine Dupree take Otis and bring him into the Maximum Male Models, they pivoted and they brought her into Alpha Academy. And I think she has fit them like a glove. I think that she has really added to that group. I love the singlet. Looks fantastic on her. Mm-hmm. And Chad Gable, he's almost like, uh, he's like the goofy Kurt Angle throwback, you know? Yeah. In a lot of ways, because he's good in the ring like Kurt Angle, too. So uh, yeah. I, I love that group, and I like the addition of Maxine Dupree, and I wish the WWE would do more of them, because unfortunately, Chad Gable, he always takes the fall, man. He always takes the fall, yep. and, and he's better I, than that. I, I mean, I like Maximum Male Models, and I hope they still do more with them, because I think that they, they really should. I think they're better than they're even given credit for. But I think that it was a nice swerve to be like, oh, Otis is going to – the models, and then it's like, no, 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 Maxine's coming over here. I thought yes. that was a great touch. Really like it, yep. Our friend Tom Talks Rubbish says, thanks to Fightful for all being nice people. Well, Tom, thank you so much. We've both been uh, on his show. I ain't doing many outside interviews these days, and Jimmy doesn't do any. No. So uh, head over to Tom Talks Rubbish and check those out. Josh says, any truth to the rumors that Triple H wanted to bring Velveteen Dream back last year? Velveteen Dream ain't ever coming back. He ain't never, ever coming back, and he was lucky to have his job for as long as he was completely separate of the rumors that, that, you know, no charges were filed there. But I mean, like there were an awful lot of police reports filed for this guy. He ain't wrestled in two and a half years. He ain't wrestling anytime soon. There has been no desire to bring him back. He's going to end up being one of the biggest, like never was is if that's the right term, because he had all the potential. He had all of the potential in the world. He's going to be one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Uh, Jared says rough night for Dana on NXT. Do you turn her heel or keep her, keep her face or book her better? Well, you got to book her better, but there aren't a lot of spots for her to be booked better unless you put her on NXT more. But I think you do keep her in NXT because she never got the opportunity to, to grow in the ring because then when she got called up, she was put into short little matches anyway. And there were a couple of times where she shined and she broke through. And she's always out there doing media and stuff like that. She's been in NXT WWE for like eight years now. So it's not like a new to wrestling type of thing, Jimmy. But I think they do need to give her more opportunities to, to, to sink or swim, so to speak. Because right now they've given her opportunities to wade through the water. And after eight and a half years, we really don't know what she can and can't do. I agree. I thought the crowd in Orlando was really hard on her. Uh, yeah. there was a lot of really negative vocal chants. She posted afterwards on social media. I get it. Y'all think I suck. Uh, yeah. she deserved better. I mean, I mean, you, you, you said it, I think exactly right. She has rarely been given an opportunity on television. And that's why when they gave her the 24 seven title, she treated it like such a big deal. And she wanted to do so much with it because she never got an opportunity on television. And, uh, she deserved better than what she got. She's a very passionate, uh, uh, women's performer. And uh, yeah, she just has never gotten the opportunity. So I, I think she deserves better than what she got on NXT this week. 
Yeah, uh, Marquise Film says, reports say WWE have plans for a free agent tag team from New Japan. It's not specified which team, but talks have been ongoing for a while to form a stable with a PC kid. Any insight? Hope it's the G.O.D. So I'll give you guys a little bit of, of help here. Unless you guys are willing to cite who it was that, that posted this report, it's pointless to me because I, I can say, as of now, at least where this came from, I I can't add any validity to that. We had reported that they were interested in the Tongans from New Japan in January. Six months ago, we reported they were interested in a couple of guys, uh, Tamatanga and Hikaleo. So, I mean, mm -hmm. like, this is not, like, a new thing. Now, in that period, the talks have been on and off, but, like, this is not a new story or emerging story. This is something we had reported the week of Wrestle Kingdom that their routine that they had interest in these two guys and that they were working without deals and any number of things. But uh I believe it's well it wouldn't be God. I don't know if they're interested in Tongaloa. I don't I haven't heard anything about that. And he's been battling a knee injury and all that stuff. But uh man, I don't know what the status is on that because for me, I believe Carlito's coming in. But it is a, I'll believe it when I see it, about them hiring anybody for the main roster. Because, Jimmy, it's been since before Vince has been there mm -hmm. that they've hired anybody for the main roster. Do you think this rumor about G.O.D. is only coming to light because Roman needs Bloodline members? It sounds like it's just a uh, convenient maybe, type of thing. Maybe, but I hate that. I hate when people just throw that in there because they yeah. ain't related. And yeah. I, had, I saw somebody say, well, Sammy's not related to them either. And I'm like, yeah, but that outlier was why it became so special. Right. And you'll have people say, well, technically, The Rock's not related. Oh, <laughs> shut the shut the hell up! They've been this has been a story for 25 years. Come on now. Do you think Raquel versus Rhea at SummerSlam or Natalia? It needs to be Rhea. Natalia, unless they they have some major renaissance for her, I don't think that the booking is going to get her there because we've seen her get crushed. I'm interested to see what she does because she's having like this this sort of crisis on screen, but I don't know if it'll be her or not. Okay, well, I want to talk about Raquel Rodriguez for a minute. So Monday night, I'm watching Raquel and Trish. And obviously because of Trish's size, Raquel was able to do some impressive things in there, right? And she was able to throw Trish around. I'm watching Raquel and I thought to myself, what a waste of talent. Because yeah. as WWE fans... We don't know anything about Raquel Rodriguez, except she likes to stretch her back. She likes to do a double bicep shot. She smiles a lot, and she's, a, and she's of Hispanic descent. That's all we know about Raquel Rodriguez as WWE yeah. fans. What do you think about the disconnect with NXT talent getting called up, and most of them just don't have the character development? Most of them, they just kind of throw them on TV. Triple H assumes you know who they are, and there's no character development because Raquel Rodriguez is not – this is not an isolated thing. This is happening with most of the call-ups. Well, not anymore. It's not. They're doing a lot of vignettes for these talent now, like a lot, a lot. They they did some. They even did one for Johnny a while back. But they did one for Candice. They they've started to finally air vignettes that show you who these people are. JD McDonough had one. Gosh, there was another one. Another couple the other week. Caden and Casey. So they're they're doing videos now that highlight these. But I think Raquel has adapted fine. Like she she immediately looked like a credible contender she's she's almost always been in the tag team title picture but i think it's i i'm done with them forcing her into that tag team title picture like she is she is a world title contender in my opinion 
hundred percent. She's, she's got the look and she's unique. I just wish that they would tell us about her because sure. the, the, she's the, got the, a back. She's got a right. Back. Exactly. That's all we know. And, and it's tiresome. Like we need to see more. That's the first thing I thought when I saw her go out there on Monday. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, on Peacock, when they did the WrestleMania documentary, you know, every year they do a documentary behind the scenes about WrestleMania. They talked to her and it was her first WrestleMania and her parents were there and she got emotional talking about that. And I watched that thinking to myself, there you go. That's kind of more what I want to see at a Raquel so Rodriguez. It's, it's funny. I've mentioned this on the air with Denise because Denise and I have both done a lot of media with Raquel, both in person and uh, through video. And there were a lot of people that say, Oh, she smiles too much on the main roster. And I'm like, all right, so so you want her to be herself, except when she's herself, because that's exactly how she acts. She is an, uh, an incredibly pleasant person to be around. She's very happy. She's very, she, she smiles a lot. She's very polite. I think there's a way for her to be like the polite monster type of thing. Sure. Like that, that's something that we haven't necessarily seen. Uh, I remember Bronson Reed was going to do the Mr. Nice Guy thing that was working out pretty well, and they just kind of canned it. There are certain Killer Cross, Carrying Cross, before he got released, was doing the Sean O'Hare skits, which, oh, just perfect for him, man. Like, just just perfect for him. I think they give up on a lot of this stuff too easy, so I'd like to see her sort of like a kill him with kindness type of thing from her would be very, very good. That's how Andre the Giant used to be. He was like the, the friendly go. giant until you pissed him off. So yeah, yeah, maybe that'll work for her. Ian Hunter says third row for forbidden door and can't wait. How many matches do you think there will be uh, in total with only four announced so far? PS Jimmy UK footy is done until August. So oh. Jimmy, yes, I, I am going to go see a soccer game. I will expense it to you. Um, there you go. Don't, don't check the receipt. Itemize receipt. Itemize receipt. <laughs> check the receipt. Not handwritten. Uh, third row forbidden door. Uh, well, Jimmy will pay for your dinner. That's confirmed. But, uh, <laughs> How many matches do I think there will be? Probably eight or nine, especially with the issues surrounding the CM Punk situation, which we're about to get into very shortly. Uh, Dark Calamity says, when can you see Carlito making his WWE return? This summer makes an awful lot of sense to me. Uh, KE775 says, should we be worried that Vince Triple H has soured on Gargano, or do you think they'll reunite him with Gargano and Ciampa? I had pitched something, and, and Denise was shaking her head immediately before she heard it out. I wish we had a little bit more time. I would love for Ciampa and Gargano to reunite, but if you're doing that, Candice, Indy, and Dexter should all be like, what are you doing? Like, why the hell would you do this? And Dexter specifically should look at Ciampa like he's a weirdo. Like, because I think that's that would be kind of cool, having the weirdo be like, man, what's wrong with you type of thing. And only when Ciampa finally snaps and becomes his old self, is Loomis like, okay, we like you. We're, we're all right. You're all right in my book. Gives them the thumbs up. Because then we can go Owens and Zayn versus DIY at SummerSlam. And, of course, the women can uh, do their tag team thing as well. I think we're heading for a DIY reunion. They kind of did a tease um, on Raw a few weeks yeah. ago when Candice and, and, and Dexter and Gargano, they were talking backstage, and Johnny was kind of hinting at something. And then they, they never followed up on it, but it looked like that's the direction they were going at the time. Let me ask you something on Champ, on Champa. So uh, Seth Rollins was supposed to do an open challenge on Raw, and he didn't do it because Finn Balor had jumped him. There are reports that he was supposed to do an open challenge and it was supposed to be answered by Tommaso Champa, and Hunter didn't want him to lose his first match back. Is that Have you heard anything about that? I'm working on it. I'm working okay. on it. But uh, I should have info on that this week. 
Uh, if we got Anthony Mazzone said, any update on the report regarding WWE altering money in the bank plans due to LA Knight's recent popularity from BWE? Guys, watch, watch our shows. We did a <laughs> short about this. Jimmy had a short commissioned about this. Did. So, so here's what happened. Last year, there were absolutely incorrect reports that LA Knight was slated to win money in the bank. And I talked to, I exhausted every source and creative I had. And they were like, we haven't even talked about this. Austin Theory still has a damn briefcase right now. No, we haven't even considered it. Now, when I followed up, they're like, well, yeah, we saw the positive reaction to that. And we're seeing his reactions. And anything's a possibility now. But he certainly got a got a boost because of that. So watching SmackDown last Friday, and I feel like I've said this, I don't know how many times, watching SmackDown last Friday, LA Nate comes out. They needed to have, they didn't even have the wherewithal to have him be the last guy to cut a promo before Butch did the run-in, which he should have been the last guy to they, cut a promo. Man, they, they set up Santos Escobar so bad yes. like Friday and Monday. Like, yes. they're hosing that poor guy. I agree, but LA Knight comes out. He's got kind of generic music, but it doesn't matter because the crowd goes nuts. He cuts a pretty good promo on Logan Paul. Crowd is with him on everything. And I watch that thinking to myself, they're going to have Logan Paul win the freaking briefcase because Logan Paul's got a big audience and an attractive demographic. I get it from a marketing perspective. If you're WWE corporate, it makes a lot of sense. How many times can you shit on LA Knight before the crowd gives up on him because they just think he's never going to get out over the hump? Do you think Logan Paul wins money in the bank or do you think that they go with the full timer and give it to LA Knight? I think LA Knight will get it. You think so? I, think I hope he does. Get it. I hope he does. He should. He yep. should. Um, we got a bunch about punk and we're going to get to those. because We're going to spend some time on punk. Thank you to wild booking for the super chat. Do you think WWE could have put the briefcase on Logan and have LA Knight win it from him at SummerSlam gives him the mainstream attention to Paul winning and a high profile match for night. Yes. I think that'd Maybe. be a great idea. Yeah. I think that would be a really, really good idea because Logan Paul didn't have to earn it. He's just given it. And you know, LA Knight could goad him into it. If there's one person that could talk Logan Paul into the ring, I think it's LA Knight. Like one person that shuts up Logan Paul and he's like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to kick your ass now. I he's actually like, really like that idea. Because yeah. Logan Paul is not, Logan Paul is used to doing wrestling better than wrestlers do, but he hasn't got a taste of people talking better than he talks, which is something that he does for a living. So I would love for that, that sort of, that that confrontation to happen could be interesting alex silva says people are saying they don't see cody finishing the story it would be a slap in the face to cody cody fans if he doesn't win more one world title before the run ended he'll win a world title he should win the wwe title absolutely should add that jimmy or, or that he should have he should have won it at wrestlemania there's still there is still nothing that has happened with roman reigns where he's needed the title beyond that he ain't defended it at all since Mania. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't need him to have the world title to wrestle for the tag titles last month or to wrestle his cousins next weekend. I don't need, there is nothing, no reason that he needed that, that title belt past WrestleMania. Any perception bullshit that you guys are going to throw at me and say, oh, but he needed it to get to 1,000. No, he didn't need to get to 1,000. doesn't matter. He already had one of the greatest reigns of all time. I just don't get it. I agree. I agree. He should have lost. Uh, what do you think, Sean? Do you think they're in the sixth inning now? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No. <laughs> no. No. Fifth. They're in the fifth. Maybe. Nope. They had they had two guys that could have beat him, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Do you have LA Knight beating Roman with money in the bank? No, Roman should not lose via money in the bank. No. No. Rock hard Joel Wood says, are MJF and LA Knight the most over with the most generic music? They both sound like regular stock music anybody could make on their laptop. MJF's was stock music. It used to be on a lot of stuff like that, but um, I used to hate MJF's theme, and now I like it a lot more. I really do. But yeah, I mean, those that that's is people make generic music that they can sell at mass i mean hardy boys was too but what what was the show where they did a uh orchestra version of mjf song this just happened oh yeah yeah well i mean they've done albums like mikey ruckus has done full albums of orchestra music for aw themes so they did one for a match recently uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Recall, but it was that was excellent i really like that SAS, do you think they added Logan uh, to Money in the Bank to set up Logan versus Ricochet at SummerSlam? I think that would be a good one as well. Like maybe there's something super athletic like we saw at the Rumble that sets up Logan versus Ricochet, and I think that could be a lot of fun. But um, we're about to have a lot of fun because we're about to talk about this punk stuff, and we've got a bunch of super chats and a bunch of humper chats. <laughs> All right, let's, a let's whole get into lot, A whole lot. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. After... We get a NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I'm traveling, Jimmy. I should be going to Toronto this weekend, but you know what? Next week, I'm going to Cincinnati, then London. Then later this year, I'm going back and forth again to London. I'm going to Indianapolis, going all over the place. And no matter what, NordVPN.com slash Fightful will be there for me. Great value you're adding there, Jimmy. Thank, Thank you, you so much. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It works on all your devices all your operating systems. You get pay-per-views at a much more affordable price. You can watch all of your favorites at home. You get that online threat protection. You can block pop-up ads. Honestly, the best pop-up blocker that I have. I don't even use like the ad blocker extensions or anything like that anymore because this one is so good. It is such a robust service. In addition to changing your virtual location with just one click and watching all your favorite shows, watching some shows early, getting pay-per-views at a much more affordable price, you're shielding your data from snoops and criminals that are all over the world. So if you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi, NordVPN.com slash Fightful is protecting you. If you have trouble remembering your password, they have the NordPass password managers as well. You can keep them securely in a single place. You can encrypt your files. That way you don't get snoops uh, hiding out looking for those as well. You got tech support as well. So if for some reason you don't know how to use the service or you say, how do I connect to get this or that or this? 
Their 24-7 tech support will be there to help you. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I had to smile for a minute when you were running down cities that you're going to be going to. Yeah. Because you in passing, you're like, I'm going to Cincinnati. I'm going to London. You, you said London, almost like you're going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So yeah, I just, I'm I, not, I, I, I don't really fun. want to go to London, but uh, I'm going to London. It's the job. So I'm going to London. But um, yeah, here we go. CM Punk. There's a lot to get into before you start to explain it. Uh, we've got Raphael saying, am I wrong for thinking that Punk is all fun and games now, but at some point it's going to enter Shaq Kobe territory and the team has to be blown up and everyone has to go their separate ways. We got uh, Anthony Mariello saying, can you please address the report from Dave Meltzer that the, the divide is worse post-collision? Desires says, Young Bucks versus KO and Zane at Mania 40. How likely? I would say about 20% possible. We've got Caden saying anyone who, anything on how who Punk could face. I know people are speculating MJF no-shows and Punk feels in for Tanahashi, but I can't see Tony doing that. Chris says, to me, if Punk telling the truth in the ESPN article and the EVPs do not want to do business with Punk, they strip of the EVP title since they don't want to do what's best for business. Uh, we've got Coy Stalling saying, Dave's saying there's worse dev divisiveness in AEW than before because of the Punk promo. Is that true? There is an awful lot to get into here. So I'll set the stage here, Jimmy. Last week, Fightful had started to report Kenta, Punk, Forbidden Door. That was the plan. Then this weekend, nope, not the plan. Fightful Select confirmed it today. Kenta was the reason that this was not happening. His they decision? Just several plans. Yes. Wow. Uh, FightfulSelect.com will have more on that. But last week, we had also reported before the ESPN article, that there was some divide as a result of this. And there was. I saw people saying, oh, Wade blew it up. Wade blew it up. No, the tweet blew it up. The tweet that that absolutely Wade Keller did not put out there, somebody else aggregated it, that blew it up. Now, there is an absolutely divide in this company. I'm not saying it's the worst I've ever seen it. But that promo on Saturday, depending on what side of the fence you're on, you can see it a variety of ways. You can look at it and say, Punk just called these people soft, but he's upset that somebody hit him in, too hard in a wrestling match and dropped a promo. Or you could say, well, he's just giving it back to what, what he can give. Fightful Select also reported last week, there's no gag order between Hangman and CM Punk. There is between Bucks, Punk, etc. During that promo, Jimmy, Punk referred to himself as one Bill Phil that I saw a lot of people spelling B-I-L-L. -L. No, one Bill, one billion is the reference from the WBD exec, which uh, alludes to the rumored amount that AEW could get. As far as what this has to do with Punk and then the, the elite's contract negotiations, those deals aren't done. They are absolutely not done. I've been told they're close, but they've been close for a very, very, very long time. I do not think it's fun and games right now. I think the elite are probably just going to try to shrug it off as best they can. But what I've said all, all along, Jimmy, and, and I used an example from me and you. Once I found out that Russo was on board, I asked for a little <laughs> bit more money, Jimmy. I don't remember I that. Was, yeah, I, we had agreed to a certain amount. And then you said, yeah, and I brought Russo aboard. And then about a week later, I was like, you know, I could really use a little more money to be doing this. Really? And you, you yes, you agreed to it. Yeah, hmm. I, I remember that distinctly. And you 
I remember because you sent me a little smiley and you said, oh, you said this amount was good. And I said, yeah, until I found out about Russo. Hmm. Well, if I were the elite, that's exactly what I would do. Whether or not you wanted to work with him, leverage it for more money. As far as saying they should have their EVP duties stripped, that is sort of in the eye of the beholder. And I know that Punk has had an awful lot of problems with how an awful lot of things are run there. Specifically, the hangman thing. Regarding who Punk could face, I've heard of three distinct pitches. The best one I heard was Kojima. You mean I was told, for Forbidden Yeah, beer. I heard Suzuki and Ishii had matches. Jimmy, there's so much to get into here. People, I had somebody who dared say this at the start of our show. They said, let, let, me, let me scroll up here and find it. Is anyone capable of letting this go and moving on? Gee, if maybe somebody wouldn't be in the news so much, perhaps we would. Guess who we ain't talking about this week? Vince McMahon, because he wasn't in the news <laughs> this week. Yeah. We're talking about CM Punk. Here we are. Okay, let me let me ask you first. So, you know, kind of like what you just said, before the ESPN article came out, there were some cryptic messages about, oh, uh, you know, it's not going to be good, whatever. I read the article, thought it was fine. You know, Punk, Punk is opinionated, but he's always been opinionated. My first question for you is, do you know if any content was omitted from the ESPN piece, which led to suggestions that there was unhappiness in the company? So I can, I can, t I'll give you kind of a timeline here. I, I actually found out about this because I was asking about some Kenta stuff that I had heard about. And then somebody told me, oh yeah, he did an interview this week where he comes off kind of heelish. Which I was like, there's got to be something more to this because this person didn't mention Kenta. Well, then I found out that Hangman Page and the Elite were informed, hey, this is coming the weekend before the interview dropped. Then there were talks also at Dynamite. And that's when Wade put that out there. So I had kind of been sitting on this story waiting to get more information. And I've talked to a lot of people surrounding the situation involved. I can tell you AEW's attitude about it before and after I found out about the hangman aspect was a big shift hmm. because they seemed like a little bit more all right with it. But when mm -hmm. I found out about the hangman thing, it was a little more incredulous. Like how does a person find out this type of thing type type of deal? I, I can tell you that at least one person that I had talked to claimed nothing was omitted, but that wasn't directly between ESPN and me. It was between ESPN and somebody else but they had said that nothing was omitted or they weren't asked to remove anything. And AEW was on the call. AWPR was on the call with Punk and ESPN. And, okay. and they offered the interview to ESPN and said this will be his only one. Okay, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't think there was anything. I don't think Punk came off bad at all. I thought it was okay. Let me ask you this. So, so uh, on Collision, when Punk cut the promo you're talking about, and he made the comment, he said he's the one true genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. That's how he put it. Now, on the heels of that, um, you reported on Fightful Select that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks might not be in Chicago for Dynamite this week. Yeah. And that has led to speculation that it's because of CM Punk's promo. No, 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 no. They, they did okay. their pre-tapes before this promo. I mean, the AEW is not dumb. It is not a cause and effect from Saturday. They weren't going to be there anyway. Is so it because it's Chicago and because Punk's going to be there? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's funny because I, I saw a lot of people say, oh, well, including some people that I respect that said, oh, well, the Elite made fun of CM Punk 
before. And I'm like, well, yeah, that was in Chicago to get heat. And then they lost the match, if you remember. So it was a delivering to the crowd uh, sort of a moment that they wanted because they know that they're going to be Sean in Montreal from now on. Like they ain't ever getting cheered in, in Chicago again. Unless they team with CM Punk, they will not get cheered in Chicago again. That's just the nature of the situation. They're they're smart people. Contrary to what, you know, a lot of the people who swear that they know how all this stuff is run claim, they know what they're doing. And they know that they, they couldn't go there and and be in that situation for Dynamite and not get booed out of the building. But, I mean, they're, you know, we got Omega Wrestling on Sunday, and he's exactly. probably going to get, like, like he's he's wrestling Sunday, so they got to they got to put something on there, right? Like, I mean, I I I'm just on the outside looking in. Are you tell me if I'm if I'm not accurate because I'm just on the outside looking in. It feels to me like the issue is more Bucks Punk than Omega Punk. Yes, me. correct. In fact, in the minutes following Brawl Out, while Ace Steel, who is <laughs> who is hosting the Wrestling Perspective podcast on Fightful on Mondays this month, was still throwing chairs and stuff. Punk and Omega were out there, and from what I understand, the conversation was pretty much a, hey, I don't have issues with you. Let's go talk about this. But everybody was still going crazy. So they're like, yeah, not right now. And yeah. even, and I know that Punk has said, and it's been said to me as well, that he reached out and his attorneys said, oh, no, well, don't, don't contact him. I don't believe that was Barry Bloom, who's like the main rep, so maybe it was somebody else. But I, I don't believe I can't speak for any of those, but I haven't heard that as well. So I I feel like there's a lot of miscommunication here. And I know that Punk has at least claimed that he's always wanted to get together in a room. And you know what? I'll pat myself on the back here. I took it as a big compliment that a lot of people said that that ESPN interview was a nothing burger because we had reported all of this except for the chop in the mouth over the past several months. And this came after a lot of people claimed that we were in the elite's pocket somehow, some reason. But we had reported almost everything that CM Punk said was a feature on FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Uh, but there were there were definitely, I don't think it was a nothing burger. It's the first time you heard it directly from him right. since all this happened. Yeah, I mean... This is a tough one for Tony Khan, right? And and we've talked yeah. about this. We talked about this before because you've got two guys who helped essentially found AEW. I mean, the Young Bucks were instrumental in the creation of AEW, and you've got CM Punk, who's your biggest draw. And at some point, something's got to give. This is not going to last forever. Something's got to give. Either these guys are going to make amends, or one of them's going to be out of the company, uh, and it's going to be the Bucks probably before CM Punk, unless CM Punk does something stupid again. Otherwise, it'll be the Bucks. Let me ask you this: when I when I look at this again from like a, you know from a high point, I feel like the Bucks are the odd men out, but I don't see them leaving. I just don't. Not, right now, they're not. And I mean, no. I can tell you, I I know the amounts, and I don't usually report amounts. There are going to be some situations where I do, but I can tell you guys what. A lot of the big re-signings last year, God, it was in the millions for yep. WWE. Yep. AEW has also offered between three to four to five million to big names as well. And we're talking about for a reduced schedule, for more creative freedom. Yep. It's a lot about what you want, and it's a lot about what you can do and the freedom associated with that as well. Like, 
there are benefits and detriments to all of it. And that's what I love. It's a healthy, robust free agent market, assuming WDB hires people ever again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the Bucks wanted to stay and they they they're actively wanting to stay. Derek Gordon says, Why do people want people who don't want to work together to work together? If Punk was worried about Hangman in their match, why wouldn't the Bucks be worried about a potential match? Derek, I'll tell you why. Because pro wrestling at its root is based on conflict and wanting to believe that what you're seeing on the screen is believable. And you can say what you want about the physique of people, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. I watch 225 pound guys fight all the time and I like it. My favorite fighter of all time is five foot three and 125 pounds. Believable to me. I'll tell you what's believable. A bunch of guys who fought backstage in the ring together. They did it with Batista and Booker T. There have been numerous people. A bunch. There, the, the, tons of people. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa for forever, Jimmy. I had people say, well, why didn't you report that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa didn't like each other? And I said, because they showed up and they did they they did their jobs. Like there was no, I wasn't just going to report, oh, they don't like each other. Well, now it's become more of a story on AEW All Access to the point to where if they're ever in a ring again together, everybody's going to be looking at that and being like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Is Britt just going to lay into her? Is Thunder Rosa going to be like, is she going to kick her in the face? What's going to happen? Yeah. The root of all this is serious conflict in a more artificial world. And it is theater playing out in a very unique sense because pro wrestling is all of those things. It is reality. It is action. It is drama. It is theater. It is everything. That's why a lot of that. I mean, I don't fault the bucks for maybe not wanting to work with punk and I don't fault punk for, you know, feeling frustrated Jimmy, you know a project we need to have Rob do? What's that? I want to do a timeline from when this all started, how this all connects oh. from from Royal Rumble 2014 to today. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. We can do that. I mean, you know, I, I want to say one thing in Punk's defense. So I, I saw certain people uh, writing on Twitter, and you showed me a couple of messages of certain people writing on Twitter that were shitting on the Bucks because Punk in the ESPN story said, I tried to reach out and I said, talk to a lawyer, right? Now, the one thing that no one has said or no one knows is where the Bucks told that by Tony Khan, where the Bucks told that by AEW's attorneys. I've been involved in legal situations before. Anything that you say can eventually be used against you if there's litigation. So how do we know that the Bucks didn't tell Punk, you know, go to go to a lawyer because they were told to do that as opposed to them just being dicks? Um I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I would be stunned if Kenny Omega goes anywhere. He has been very public saying his heart is in Japan. AEW has a much tighter relationship with New Japan than WWE. AEW is much more flexible and letting guys work New Japan shows than yeah. WWE. I would be stunned if Kenny Omega left. And the Young Bucks, Sean, and, and this is my opinion. You can agree or disagree. I think if the Young Bucks left AEW to go to WWE, they would not have a successful run in WWE. I don't think they would short term. They would cause short term, you got the shock value. Two guys that left AEW, uh, go to WWE to join another guy to help found AEW and Cody Rhodes long term. I don't think the bucks have the character or the style that would fit a WWE audience the way that oh, they I, do. Fit. I don't think I so. Do. I don't think so. Not long term. Why? Why? Um, I just, it's, it, it's just different the super They're, kicks. Cause the Usos do more super kicks than them. No, it's more than that. It's just, it's just the crowds are just not entirely the same. Mm. And and I just I think that the Bucks value 
is more so behind the scenes than as performers. I think that their value is their influence on other talent. I think their value is everything they know about merchandising, everything they know about marketing. That's their value. And I think they can provide a lot more of it to AEW. I would be stunned. And everything that you said, you have a, a lesser schedule, much more flexibility. I'd be stunned if they left, but I think that Tony Khan has got to get this shit together because eventually the ta the other talent is going to feel like I have to have, you know, I'm loyal to the Bucks. I'm loyal to Punk. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult. And and as you said, okay, Forbidden Door, Omega's going to be there. Punk's going to be there. They get along. It's okay. Sooner or later, the Bucks are going to be on a show the Punk is at. You know what I mean? They have to squash the shit. If it's strictly a situation like you suggested, the bunks are, are professionals and they're going to use it to leverage a new contract. And then after that, kumbaya, and we're going to work with punk. Awesome. That's cool. But if this is a legitimate fuck this guy, then Tony Khan's got to get it together because long term, this is going to be bad for, for the company. We'll see where it plays out. I'll be stunned if any of those guys leave AEW uh, yeah. given the situation they're in. I'd be stunned. I never got the closure on the Cody Young Bucks saga. If I don't get closure on this, I'll be upset. Caden says, is wrestling cinema? Yes, it is. Raphael says, we've seen this in so many sports and organizations always lean to the younger athletes. Could Punk eventually become expendable? Okay, so I have said this before. If my option is a couple more years of Punk, two or three more years of Punk, or five to ten more of Hangman, the Bucks, and Omega, you got to go with the Hangman Young Bucks Omega. They helped build the company. And that's not me saying that that Punk is expendable because, look, they just drew 800000 on a Saturday night. That's a really good number. Uh, and as best I know, AEW or WBD was going to be happy with, like, top five or whatever. But that's a good number. I don't think Punk is expendable in, in that sense. But... We've got a, a big humper chat from Trey Cash. Big thank you to him. He's always awesome to us. Says, hey, Sean, you think if Punk Elite stuff happened in WWE, it'd be up for debate that they would do business? I think Vince would just make them. He wouldn't make them. Um, I know of a lot of people who do not, will not, and have not worked together in WWE because they don't like each other or there's personal stuff or relationship stuff or any number of things. But I can tell you there are specifically couple women that didn't like each other and one of them had mentioned in the past i ain't never working with her and then i would say to put a put a broad brush on it within the last year they were working together within the past year they were working matches together and it was all right and that that sort of shifted from i just don't like them not the or and that they couldn't wrestle whatever that may be and they ended up working together, but that wasn't even under Vince. I don't think so. I don't think it's a situation where Vince could, would force anybody, but there are times I, I'll bring you, I'll Jimmy. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the air and I have not verified this story. If, uh, if riddle does media next week, I'll ask him about it. But one of the things I heard unverified after Royal rumble when Brock, I guess, approached Riddle backstage was that I guess Riddle had a meeting with Vince McMahon and Vince goes, you got some pretty big dudes upset at you. And he's like, so fucking what? And Vince is like, pardon me? And he goes, so what? What are they going to do? Beat me up? And Vince is like, well, yeah, they're pretty big. And he's like, let them try. Thought you liked money type of thing. And that was the right thing to say to a Vince McMahon. Now, this is, again, 
probably largely exaggerated if it even happened, but that's the type of thing that a Vincent man or any promoter wants to hear. Yeah, I don't care if they don't like me. We'll do business. We'll make money. You'll make money. That's ideally what you like to hear. Yeah, I mean, I whenever you have a locker room full of egos, you're going to have people that don't like each other and you're going to have people that don't want to work with each other because just kind of, that's just kind of the nature of, of that kind of business. I can only think of a few occasions where talent actually had a fight backstage uh, in WWE. And I'm thinking of like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. I'm thinking even the Rougeaus, the Bulldogs, Batista Booker, Batista Booker is another one where they actually had a real fight. And in every case it resolved itself. You know, like yeah. like with Brett and Sean, sad to say, Sean got uh, Brett got booted. I mean, well, Vince, you know, oh, there there were lots. Uh, the Dicks fought each other once. Jimmy Shane Helms talked about it on our show, and he said that nobody liked him, so they just nobody broke it up. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sin Cara, Simon Gotch. How about this one? JBL, Joey Styles, Sheamus and Yoshitatsu. Remember that one? No. Yeah, Sheamus and Yoshitatsu. Really? Apparently, Yoshitatsu beat him up. Did Oh, there was a, a sh, uh, story on the Pritchard podcast recently where he talked about how Shamrock got sick of JBL saying he could beat him up. And Shamrock was like, I will get down into ref's position. I will let you put a hold on me. And JBL got down there. He's like, I don't know what he holds. So he taught JBL an arm bar, let JBL put him in an arm bar, he goes, you got it in? And he's like, yeah. And then 15 seconds later, Ken Shamrock was tapping out. I can see JBL. that. I can see that. There JBL was, there was, was one, a bully. There was one where Steve Blackman, uh, the way that Bradshaw always told it, he said, I lost a fight before I knew I was in one type of thing because he hit him so many times. That Boys will be boys, and yep. I'm hopeful that this can this can work it out. The best friends that I have in life, are people that I've fought with in the gym or outside the gym or any anything like that. I mean, as long as it's not some aberrant bullshit. Then. I agree. I mean, even Matt Hardy Edge, that one was pretty damn heated. And they and worked they, together. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So you never know. We've got a bunch more super chats. James Stalling says, can anyone explain why Roman carries three belts? He doesn't. He carries one. Paul carries two. Uh, but that's why, for the visual aspect of it. Bizarro, uh, big, by the way, Jimmy, that title in person looks amazing. The new that one? new WWE belt. It looks beautiful. Bizarro Big L says, for a long shot idea, do you think Punk burying the hatchet with Colt? Uh, I feel like it would help defuse the majority of issues between Elite and the Punk. Not saying it would happen for Colt and Punk to be friends, but all they all need peace between them. I wish they would. Uh, I, I have gotten along with Colt personally. You know, there are some, some of my friends that don't. But I wish they would because I think that's the root of all of this. And I just wish it would. It's really unfortunate. They were friends for years, too. It's unfortunate. They were. They were best friends. Yep. Can we expect the Money in the Bank as a setup show for SummerSlam? I mean, no. Money in the Bank is, is viewed as a major show within WWE now. Major, major show. Who do you think is getting I, the next world title shot, Sean? Not world title shot. WWE title shot. Mm, Jey Uso? Yep. Yep. I think so. so. Uh, also, myself, Stephanie Chase, will be back here making predictions for Forbidden Door on Thursday, guys. I don't know who she'll have next week. I mean, hell, maybe if she's in London by then, I'll I'll do it with her again soon. Derek says, I'm sorry I can't enjoy watching a match wondering if someone is going to try to legit injure someone. Well, that that is obviously not, but that that is getting fired territory if you legit try to injure somebody. If you try to do that in UFC, 
Rusamar Palharas lost his job for that. And this comes in a combat sport. Yeah, I think they'd be pros. These guys have been doing this for years. I think they'd yeah. be pros. 27 at 27 says, seems like Tony Khan's very close with Punk, MJF, Jericho, over everyone else on the roster. The Bucks are being unprofessional and shouldn't be EVP. Says says who? The, the roster likes them. Like, listen, I appreciate the super chat, but random guy on YouTube compared to dozens of people within the company that love the work that they did, that, that they got a lot of them hired. You know, I, I'm not allowed to talk to Will about proprietary information anymore, which, you know, is a bummer for me, but I get it. It's his dream job. But I listened to his After the Bell pod, or not After the Bell, whatever the hell the podcast is he has. Unrestricted, Denise. I think? No, oh, no, the no, one with no, Denise. No. Okay, Denise. After, the, after the week or something. Yeah, yeah. There you go. After the week. Sorry, yeah. Denise. Sorry, Will. <laughs> uh, I was, I've, I've uh, edited a lot this morning. And he said the thing that he's learned most is that People online, especially the loudest negative voices, really don't have any idea how the process works. And I had always been told by people, you learn more the first few weeks of working there than you do of however long being a pundit. Yeah, and and to reiterate what I said before, nobody knows if when Punk reached out to them, they said talk to her lawyers because they're that's what they were saying or because they were told to say that. They very yeah. well could have been told to say that. Asco says, what matches do you think we book for FB2? You mean Forbidden Door 2? Miro yeah. versus Ishii makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Suzuki against Orange Cassidy should probably finally be booked. And is MGF good? Is that match happening? That <laughs> yeah, it should. But it would be funny if he just didn't do it and then Punk faced him for the title. Possible. Raphael says, Blackman always looked like he was ready for the smoke. That is one of my most desired interviews. If anybody has a connection to Steve Blackman, I would I would love to do an interview with him so badly. Did you hear the story about I believe it was him and Hardcore Holly and he got his foot caught in the handle of a bag? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear that story? He was I about to hit that. a spin kick, and when he was gonna hit the spin kick, he got his foot caught in the handle of a bag, and he probably it probably saved Holly's life that he got his My foot God. caught. Some programming notes, guys, for those of you who are wondering. By the way, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats as we're about to wrap up. Monday, Alex and Kate will be here on the main channel. I'll be traveling to London. Denise is traveling back from Toronto. Next week, Jimmy will be here for a Wednesday show, and the list goes on, which we're about to do over on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, I think Stephanie Chase will be here probably Thursday or Friday with a prediction show. I'll be dropping some interviews. We've got, man, I am not excited for that media day, Jimmy, because they always schedule them early in the morning, and early in the morning in the U.K. is like 3 a.m. where I am. So that's going to be tough, but uh, I'll probably be calling in during the uh, the post SmackDown show and the post Money in the Bank show. We have Denise and Righteous Reg uh, set for the Money in the Bank post show as well. Uh, we will have a programming note in the future for when Collision and WWE go opposite of each other. In that case, we'll probably go live after the WWE pay per view show or um, probably the next day for the the Collision stuff, but. There's a lot of stuff to be talking about the next couple of weeks. The Stardom still have a show the same night as Forbidden Door 2. It's the weekend. Which women's matches do you think we see on the pay-per-view? They get Kyrie involved. That, that, that would be ideal, but I legitimately have no idea. Like, I would love it if they found, like, a legend to bring in or something like that. That would be kind of cool. But I wish I had an answer for this, Raphael. I really don't know. And I haven't been on the Joshi beat. That's a Scott Edwards question. Too bad about Mercedes. She would have been a no-brainer. 
Yeah, I mean, you never know. Uh, maybe they can pull it off. She works a lot of people. I'm not I'm not ready to report, oh, she's had surgery because her legs wrapped up. She's a very smart girl. She's very smart. Brian <laughs> says, do you think it's time for AEW to move on from JR as a voice on TV moving forward? I know he had a rough Saturday, but bring someone fresh and keep him on the back using his talents, in the back using his talents. Yeah, I think Veda Scott should be doing that commentary, but I don't want her to get set up like Renee Young did because I know a lot of people said, Oh, Renee isn't good on commentary. If you remember, Jimmy, at that point, the first guy on commentary was only saying, ooh, oh, oh my. So when, <laughs> if you're a third person, you really get nothing. JR, every time he falls, he seems to fall directly on his eye. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. It's not funny. But. I'm, uh, listen, I, all due respect, how are you going to fall on your eye that many times? This man do it. He's parasailing or something. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like the mailman. Who knows? <laughs> he's he's Who getting knows? punched. Yeah, One maybe. of those bills show up in the mail. <laughs> he just picks a fight, man. <laughs> maybe, Jesus. maybe. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you what will help him, Jimmy. Some athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Some AG1. I love athletic greens. I've been getting in better shape throughout this summer. You know, VDTing Shaza McKenzie on her head really, really motivated me. And I was like, you know what? I want to be in as good a shape as I can possibly get. And, and I've been taking AG1 for a long time, but I love this stuff. I take it out of the pouch, put it in my container. Then I grab one little scoop, eight ounces of water, and AG1 has me set for the day. It's one daily serving that brings you a blend of nine products, a multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more plus a digestive enzyme. So it regulates your digestive system, the probiotics. That's why I'm not getting sick. Uh, the multivitamin, which is so much better when you drink it as opposed to taking a tablet. It's so much better on your stomach as well. First thing in the morning, I take it. It helps boost energy. I don't have to drink nearly as much caffeine as I used to. Supports immunity with that daily dose of vitamin Z or C, zinc, and functional mushrooms as well. Plus, it helps recovery. The more I've been working out, the more I've needed that recovery. And athleticgreens.com slash Fightful does that. We've heard a lot of wrestlers that we've interviewed say, oh, yeah, I take Athletic Greens. We see doctors, functional MDs, all kinds of fitness experts that use athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and use AG1. You get 30 servings in a single pouch. And you get a 90-day money-back guarantee. And right now, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs. When I head over to the UK, I'm going to take my travel packs, rip them open, pour them into my glass of water, shake it up. I'm good to go. No heavy stirring, anything like that. It mixes perfectly well. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Kieran says, update on Santana. He'd be for collision. Uh, he's ready, as far as I know. Uh, I think he was supposed to be there this past week, and he wasn't, but I don't know if there's anything to that. KE775 says, think we see any more major players from Raw and SmackDown and NXT soon. I think Rollins did a lot for Braun Breaker. He did, and they have really liked how that has played out. I mentioned this last week on FightfulSelect.com, but I asked about Ali and Baron Corbin, and I was told Jimmy, yeah, we understand a lot of people were not so positive about the free agent tag because of past regimes, but legitimately they badly wanted to utilize that free agent tag to help people get assessed. Because if you're having Baron Corbin and Mustafa Ali, you'll be able to walk up to him afterwards and say, hey, are these guys ever going to make it? Let us know. How were they in the ring? There are two 
perfectly good assessments of talent there in Ali and Baron Corbin because they both know what it what what it takes to compete on the main roster at a high level. I actually really liked the promo segment with Carmelo and Baron. I thought that was yeah. a really good promo segment. I thought Carmelo really held his own in that. And uh, Rollins and Breaker was really good, man. I mean, they I, I don't know exactly how much time they got, but they went through two commercial breaks. So they got a good 15 minutes anyway. I thought it was good. And uh, Breaker lost clean, but looked really good in, in defeat. It, so. it felt like his buzz peaked very early. So he needed this very, very badly, I thought. Jimmy Fingers 19 says, I'm all for pushing new talent, but Dynamite has always seemed to try and push too many at once. I realize Collision has always been one show, but I found it a refreshing presentation with more established talent. Hope it continues. Well, Jimmy, I think that's the benefit. And it's funny because now, now the assessments I get from Will Washington are on the air for other shows, but he had mentioned this on, on Unrestricted. He said, Miro Friday are back. He's like, CM Punk is back. Uh, Thunder Rosa might be back. You have Scorpio Sky back. You have all these people back, which is a hell of an infusion for a show. And it doesn't affect Dynamite. Not one little bit, Jimmy. Right. When Pac, when Pac comes back, there you go. You've got all these people like a Serena Deeb in the future. All these people. And uh, yeah, I it's... It definitely it felt like hurt. a different show. It felt like a different show. It, 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 there, there was uh, uh, less of the high-flying stuff that you get with a lot of the young guys on Dynamite. And like you said, a lot of established names on the show. It did feel like a different show. And they're never going to do, what did they do, 816,000 viewers? They're not going to average that. Like six months from now, they're no. not going to be doing that. But I looked at uh, the typical... Well, six months from now, six months from now, they'll be going against college football. Sure, but I, I looked at uh, a typical Saturday night, although maybe it's not typical because college football is not happening right now. I think even if they did 700, 650, I think that Warner Brothers would be more than happy with that. I think that that is doable. And so, like, the number that they did, everybody should have expected that was going to happen. That always happens. You've got the curiosity factor. But uh, I think they could do 650 every week, and I think that's decent for a Saturday night, you know? Guys, we're about to head over to FightfulSelect.com. I'll tell you who I've heard has been pitched. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for CM Punk at Forbidden Door. Any update on Eric Young? I'll have an update very soon. I've been working hard on that one. That is a very oddly hush-hush situation. Uh, Joel Wood says Dave reported that he thinks Punk will be on the show tonight. Fightful Select reported this days ago. Days ago. <laughs> and, and we talked about it. We talked about it like a half hour ago. FightfulSelect.com. <laughs> what, what are we doing here, guys? Listen, all due respect to Dave and other people. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I know you do, Joel, but we had this on there this weekend. I mean, we talked about it at the top of our show. Um, yes, there there were some people that were told a lot of things. They were told a roster split was coming. They were told that they wouldn't have to deal with Punk or they'd be able to keep that separate. There's a lot of stuff like that. So, man, I hope you guys join us tonight on Fightful. Uh, I'll be doing a Q&A this week on Fightful Select as well. But after that, I'll be uh, heading to London, guys. So if you're in London, if you're going to be around at the show, come say hi to me. 
Would love to see you. Jimmy, what else you got? That's it. Let's go. The list goes on. I'm going to ask you something about MJF and uh, and that fan on uh, Dynamite last week. Yeah. And uh, you could talk about the punk stuff, and then people can uh, ask questions on Select if they want. Till next time, guys, we're out.